welcome to Centered Sunday with the Resilient Me, hosted by Sharice Shy Holmes, myself. So, I know we've all been experiencing quite a bit of transition over the last few weeks, and I've seen my friends post about, you know, my birthday got canceled, or talking to them, and they're like, man, graduation got canceled. Um, not to mention loved ones passing away, friends and family. And I feel like although we are really concerned about ourselves economically, how I'm going to pay my rent and how I'm going to pay my bills, there's also the mental side, the mental aspect that we also have to address in times like this. So I want to share with you four ways to handle feelings of grief and loss. Um, and this is not just uh specifically for one type of loss which I'll get into in a second so I have to say I I don't know about you guys if you did or did not but maybe you did one mentally or on your phone or whatever if you had a vision board and you planned out your 2020 and you were like y'all this this is it this is my year I'm gonna take major stages my business is gonna blow up I mean, I'm about to do it this year. I'm writing my book. (laughs) All of these amazing plans that we have for 2020. And then you come to find out, hmm, this year is doing something totally different than what I actually intended it to do. I think we need to understand it's okay to grieve that, right? So I feel like often, like some of the things you guys have seen, like the memes and stuff on on Facebook that are like, if if you don't come out with like a new skill or a business or I don't know, it's just, it's got a list. Then the problem wasn't that you didn't have time. The problem is that you're lazy. Okay. Listen, it's okay to take a pause and it's okay to take a break. And I think people expect us to go shift immediately into resilience mode right away. And you know, Immediately change your routine, immediately know what to do, immediately to pocket your emotions and to become all these things at one singular time. That is untrue. It's untrue. And it's unrealistic is what I want to say. I was talking to um, a friend, a couple friends over the past couple days and I said, you know, I think the first few weeks, to be honest with you all, there was a lot of crying. (laughs) There was a lot of crying on my end. And I would just weep, weep for healthcare workers. I would weep for people that were passing, for, you know, those in prison. I mean, I was weeping a lot for various things. And my heart, my heart just went out to all these people. And just to experience, I kept saying, like, it's just like high impact losses. You know, that's what I felt like all over the world. Everybody was experiencing it. And it's like, what do you do? What do you do when you see these numbers? You know, how does that impact your mind? And then you have, you know, major milestones that people want to celebrate. They're not going to be able to celebrate them the way they wanted to anymore. So I feel like we need to take the time to actually address how to handle these things beyond just our financial situation. So number one, I want to say don't suppress how you feel and compare your loss to other people. That's like the first thing we could do wrong because we already are feeling bad, whether you're feeling disappointed or you're angry or you're upset. I mean, 
to be honest, how we are experiencing our grief in this situation, it could be likened to the loss of a loved one or a friend. You know, the five stages of grief. Sometimes we will be experiencing that over other areas in our life where you're like, I don't understand why I'm still so upset or why I'm angry. Or, or I've seen people who were in denial at the beginning of this. I mean, if you, and then they turned angry, you know, and then they want to accept it. And so, and you can move through the five stages of grief backwards and forwards multiple times. So it's not like you go through the whole cycle and then you're done. It's very possible for it's experience that not just with a loss of a loved one, but our entire way of life, um, the way we worked and went to school beforehand, the way we dated, the way we celebrated people, um, the way we gather now has, has been altered and changed. Like even the ability to connect with people, um, in church or in small groups, like those types of opportunities, being able to go to amusement parks, those things have changed for us. And I think, we need to come to some sort of understanding that it doesn't matter the amount of loss that you're experiencing, your loss is still valid and it's still important. And so don't compare your loss to somebody else's like, I shouldn't feel this way because so-and-so lost a friend or somebody lost that and I'm just worried about the fact that I didn't get the chance to celebrate my birthday. I know sometimes it feels like we're being selfish, but pause and give yourself an opportunity to embrace your humanity. Embrace the fact that, you know, my feelings are I, like, my they hurt, you know, they hurt because I'm not going to be able to celebrate and enjoy things the way I intended them to be. You know, book releases that even got canceled or business launches that got pushed back, but canceled. There's an opportunity and a space for us to, to heal if we allow it. But, but if you it don't, if you do suppress your feelings and compare yourself to everybody else, you're going to ignore that space and opportunity and it'll come up later when something else happens in your life. That trigger is like a triggering event that'll remind you of what happened now. Number two, second way that you can help yourself process feelings of grief and loss is to actually list your losses. So if you had events canceled or um, you had a major milestone birthday coming up or a major uh, celebration that was going to happen, an anniversary of some sort. Um, just being able to celebrate life and, and how you wanted to live it the, the rest of this year. Like I was thinking about going on vacation, going to certain spots, like those things are just not going to happen anymore. Just list your losses. I think we need to take the time to actually write them down and see them because now we go from harboring them internally and we get a chance to see them on paper. So this is one thing that I want to say about our emotions in general. I don't think they should be denied and I do not believe that they should be ignored and nor do I believe all of them have to be positive even. What I do know is that emotions work like red flags. If you, if you let them work properly, emotions work like red flags. So they arise and they're indications and notif notifications to you that something is wrong here. So it causes you to draw your attention to that specific area so that you can take action. But that doesn't mean that we have to stay in that place, right? So you want to let those emotions rise. You want to give them space, right? Let them be. This is we're letting them be when we list the losses. And then you want to release it and let it go. So let it rise, let it be, and then release it and let it go. So I'm showing you how to work through these steps here.
So number three, you want to make sure you speak your feelings. Give a voice to it. I think this is the perfect time to reach out to family and friends and connect and just let them know like, hey, I was really looking forward to this or I thought this was going to work out or I thought I was talking to a friend like, man, like I really thought I was going to get out there and start dating and now this is a whole kibosh on that. I will not be able to engage in any dating, at least right now. And that's disappointing to some people. Like, connect with your friends and family, guys. We're experiencing loss on multiple levels in multiple ways. And I think that it's okay to vocalize that and let yourself know that you are not alone in this. And so when, we, when we're able to speak our feelings and connect with someone else, it gives you that reinforcement of unity and togetherness. It reduces the boundaries of isolation and loneliness and lets you know that hey I'm not in this by myself so maybe I can listen to a story or maybe I can have someone else encourage my heart or just maybe let somebody vent and listen to me all of those things are ways to help you heal and help you recover so number four what you want to do is find a way to honor them find a way to honor that loss so that means find some sort of artistic expression some sort of artistic medium that you can actually release how you're feeling that can be poetry can be writing music it can be dance it can be painting it can be whatever your heart desires but I think you need to memorialize that and release it like release it in some sort of artistic medium come to grips or terms I mean if you want to do a video even you could do that and just share your feelings your heart on where you're at you have to find a way to honor the losses and the things that you've had to let go of. Now, let me be very, very clear. It's okay to grieve, but I'm not telling you to throw 2020 in the trash. By no means am I telling you to throw 2020 in the trash. We're only in April. So there's a whole lot more that we have left to live and do and see. But what I am saying is, it's okay for you to grieve the things that you aren't going to be able to do past and present. If you had a birthday and you weren't able to do something, hey, it's okay. We can find another day later in this year to celebrate you. I'm My birthday's April 30th. I'm probably going to be having to stay in quarantine because our current um, stay shelter in place is until April 30th. I actually believe they're probably going to extend that. So in any case... I'm going to be here. Who to human, you know? Probably doing a couple FaceTimes, a little house party or whatever. Get on the house party app and chat with my family and friends. Maybe do a little Zoom party. I don't know. But I know one thing is for sure. I'm alive and I'm grateful to be here and to have my health. And I can do this. I can celebrate with friends and family at another day, at another time. So I think... Being able to find a way to honor how you feel is extremely important and part of the healing process. So this is um, something that I think is more important. Maybe my overall thoughts on this handling grief and loss. I feel like women of color especially are trained to become resilient very quickly from trauma. And I think it's not necessarily that we actually become resilient, but... We just learn how to suppress it, right? So, you know, you hear things like 
You got to be strong woman. Um, you got to be there for your family. You got to be there for your friends. Like you don't really shouldn't be crying in front of people or your tears mean nothing to me. There's so many reinforcements that you get when you're a child and even watching how you may have seen your mom or your auntie or someone else work through trauma that it's almost ingrained in you at a young age that you don't have a whole lot of time to cry and you need to get yourself together real quick because life goes on and bills got to be paid, right? So I want to highlight the fact that it's an issue for us in our community. And I want to say that when we move in that fashion, because sometimes People around us will try and push us back into that box. And if they see you breaking down, they see you crying, they're trying to snap you back into place and shake you and be like, no, you know, you shouldn't be thinking that way. Listen to me. Take your time to heal. This this type of mentality causes us to miss moments of healing and personal growth. And we've missed so many of them that they don't understand why the personality quirks that you do have or why you respond the way you do is because you didn't have a chance to heal and protect your heart. So I want to encourage you in this time, don't rush through the season. Listen, I got a, a whole lot of other talks planned and ideas planned for this year. But listen, I'm giving time for us to give a collective pause right now and to just process together. Like that's that I guess you could say that's the the enjoyable part of this is that we're all experiencing this to the, together and I can share in real time how I'm working through this. So, just a recap. It, how to handle your losses. Don't suppress how you feel and compare it to other people. Number 2, write them down. What is it that you've lost? Number three, speak your feelings. Reach out to a friend or family member and tell them how you feel. And number four, find a way to honor the thing that it is that you weren't able to celebrate, whether it was your graduation, a milestone birthday, um, someone passing away, the fact that you aren't going to be able to date, business lunch, find a way to honor it and share that with other people. Now, I also want to extend an invitation to you all this past Saturday. We had like a little Saturday morning coffee chat and excuse me, I enjoyed hanging out with uh, a family on there and I want to invite you to come on in and join us for next Saturday. Um, They said they want to do it every week. So I'm for now, at least for the month of April, I'm going to extend the invitation for the tribe to join me on Saturday morning. And all you got to do is text the word COFFEE to 312-736-7393. So all you have to do if you want to join us for the call is let me know that you're interested and I can send you an invitation. Text the word COFFEE to 312-736-7393. All right. I'd love for you to come and join us for that. You can also join us in the private Facebook group. I'd love to have you there as well. And you can feel free to email me and just reach out. Um, If you don't want to do like a group chat discussion, like feel free to email me, reach out. I don't want anyone in the tribe to feel like they're alone. Please, I'd love to hear from you. All right, that's all I have for you guys this week. Let's say our affirmations. I am well. I am thriving and I am loved. 
Have an amazing week. Peace.